Hello and welcome to the Buffalo Sessions. I'm your host, Jamie Stewart from Circle Networks. Are you ready to scale your business in order to earn more and work less? In this podcast, I share insights and interviews with real business owners to reveal what's working for them, to help you to be more Buffalo, to improve your life and business. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome. It's episode 45 of the Buffalo Sessions and today I am joined by... I feel a bit nervous because I've been a huge fan of theirs since I first met them back in 2011. We worked out earlier. So I'm joined today by Andrea Waltz, author, co-author with Richard Fenton of Go For No. So if, if you know me, you know that this, this book is one of the top recommendations. It's in my top three of all-time books that people need to read if they're in business. So I'm a bit giddy. Andrea, good afternoon. <laughs> hey, Jamie, it's so good to be with you. I love it. Right. So my, my kind of claim to fame, if I remember rightly, was that I was the first person to bring you and Richard over to speak in the UK. Yes, that's right. And we came over to Birmingham. We just completely lost our minds and fell in love with it and walked uh, everywhere all over the town the, the day before we spoke. And we had such an amazing time with you guys. Yeah, that was so fun. It was, it was. And so at the time I was running Clean Easy, we used to do big conferences, like for thousands of people. And I was just saying to you that you were the one of, I think, the only speaker that I could directly attribute an increase in sales to as a result of having you and Richard on stage with your book and your message to go for them. I, I, that's just amazing to hear. And um, I mean, listen, I would love to take all the credit, uh, but but the, the thing about the message, the thing about Go For No is it is pretty simple in terms of telling, in terms of getting people into action, I think. And I know we're gonna dig into it. We're gonna talk talk a lot about it. So I won't go off the rails here, but um, I, I, think, I think that having a message that's simple that people can act on is so important, right? Without a doubt. So when, cast your mind back, when did you write this book? So long ago. I feel like dinosaurs were roaming the planet. <laughs> I feel so, so old. I can't believe Richard and I um, have been together as a, as a life team, as a business team for 25 years now. And the writing go for no was really the catalyst of that. And, um, and so we wrote it in 2000. It's uh, and it's a short fable about a guy who um, wakes up one morning. He's in a fabulous house that belongs to, as he discovers, a future version of himself. Ten years in the future, a super successful version of himself, and he's trying to figure out how does this other him get so successful, he'd like to know um, so that he can he can change his life. Because at where he is right now, he's kind of a, he's a average salesperson. He wants to be better. Um, he wants better results, but he's kind of, kind of a little stuck. And so the fable takes him on a little bit of an adventure with this other version of him trying to figure out what the secret is. And the secret, as it turns out, as you know, Jamie, and I'll just give it away. Um, the secret is is this idea of go for no, that you don't, uh, that unless you are hearing the word no, 
um, you haven't maximized your full sales potential. And to me, I think um, underlying that is really having the courage to ask. It, it's it's having the courage to ask in a sales situation, in a business situation, um, in a networking situation, you know, even just to ask for someone's business card or to stay in contact with someone, right? It, it just requires that. And so I think the reason why the book has resonated, even though it's now old uh, and, and, and the, the references in it are dated for sure, and there's no cell phones even in this book, um, I think what makes it work is that it's a timeless concept. We were kind of talking about that before we jumped on is it's, um, it's a universal message and it's timeless. People will always need to have the courage to reach out and to talk to other people. Without a doubt. And I remember, I mean, it's, we, we're going back in time that we last were face to face and spoke to each other, but the, the book itself is 80 pages long. And I remember you saying that you wrote it with the intention, bearing in mind you're Americans, and that you could jump on a plane and read the book before you landed. That was the idea. So in the same way that we might get in the car or get on the train, you guys get on planes. So it's a book that someone can read in one sitting. That was what I took away from it. And it's written as a parable, like a story with a, an underlying message in it. And, and it works. And if people can adopt this concept and I, like if you're listening to this, uh, you know, I would encourage you right now to pause, go onto Amazon and order your copy of it. It's the best investment that you'll make. I, I keep giving them away. I don't know how many copies of your book that I've bought and given away over the years, Andrea. But I, I was looking. I, t I tell everybody about this book, but I never seem to have one. So I had to order another one over the weekend so that I had it here ready for today because I just keep giving them away. It's my top recommendation for people. And particularly a lot of the people I start out that I speak to are in their early years of business where sales is really important. And we've just got to get comfortable with asking and hearing the word no. That's right. And Jamie, I think what's interesting about what you said, especially with people early in business, is I don't see that technology has really changed this as an issue. You know, one of one of the things um that I sometimes get asked is, you know, how how has go for no changed over the years? Like as I we've been teaching and training this, like from when we spoke for you and your group, you know, um, technology was very different. I mean, we had we certainly had the internet, but now we have um, with smartphones and so much at our fingertips, you would think like, is this still an issue? And even with millennials and now Gen Z. The answer is yes, more than ever, because I think people want to um, remain, uh, in some ways, they want to remain anonymous. They want to do everything digitally and have it be, you know, easy where they don't have to face rejection. And yet um, we, we know that people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? That's just, we, we know that. And having those face-to-face -face interactions or having um, the courage to send a message even is hard, even for the younger generations, because they're just, they're, they're used to kind of hiding behind everything that's digital now. Uh, and more so as a result of COVID, when we were forced to stay at home, 
And and I come you know, one of the things that I encourage people to do is to make phone calls. At the end of the day, we do all these things. We broadcast a load of stuff, one to many, but it comes down to the one-on-one conversations that we have that ultimately all the marketing stuff that we do is to get somebody into a meeting, whether that's face-to-face, whether that's on Zoom, whether that's a phone call, where at some point we're going to ask, have to ask them for the business. And it's so you, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you give people, it's almost like gamification where people turn it into, right, once I understand my numbers, I've just got to go through the process and enjoy it until I get more yeses. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and you bring up one of, so one of the strategies that we teach with, with go for no is for people to set no goals. And that means to set a goal for the number of no's that they're going to hear. And it can be in any time frame, right? It doesn't have to be a month or in fact, the longer, the longer you make it, probably the more you're going to sabotage because you won't get started. So I like to say what would happen, and this is a great networking strategy as well. Um, what would happen if you said, I'm going to try to get one no a day and you did it for 365 days. You did one no a day for the entire year. And sometimes you'd have to double up, obviously, because you're not probably doing it on Christmas and other holidays. So you, you may have to double yeah. up a little bit. But what would your business, how many yeses would develop from that mindset of saying, I'm just going to make it a game. I am going to gamify it. I'm going to see, can I get a no to somebody um, having an appointment with me, having a conversation? Because that's so, so huge. I mean, that's everything now. Can I get a uh, a no to um, having somebody come on my podcast or a- anything or being willing to take a look at my proposal. And so when you have that as your mindset, then uh, then that's what propels you to have the courage to make those asks. And oftentimes what happens is people realize how difficult it is to get a no. In fact, I was just talking to this guy, um, this gentleman a, a couple of weeks ago, he's in insurance. And in insurance, everybody gets tons of rejection. At least they they believe that they do. So he's a big go for no proponent. And after he heard us speak, he went back to his office and he told everyone in the office, he said, I will give you all $50 if by the end of the day, you can come to me and show me that you got 20 no's. And everybody in the office just assumed that they get rejected all the time, that they they would have no problem getting 20 no's. And they were like laughing, like, hang on, let me go. I'll go get my 20 no's. And because they wanted their $50. And he said no one could come back to him at the end of the day for their $50 to collect on getting 20 no's because during the process of their activity, people were saying yes to them. They, and they realized it was actually a lot harder to get 20 no's than they thought. And, and also I think what's interesting is they probably thought they were experiencing more rejection than they really were experiencing that that can sometimes happen. You know, if you're, kind of catastrophizing that rejection in your head or you, you you think yeah I get I hear no all the time mm, maybe maybe not so it's not as it's it's that's probably the number one thing I hear from people 
Also, I do something called a 21 day go for no challenge where people come into a small group and for 21 days, everybody does their best to, um, they set a no goal and they do their best to start going for no and, and putting it into practice. And inevitably they come back just like what happened with these insurance, this insurance group is they come back and they say, I actually, it was actually hard, like to get a no, I, I'm experiencing a lot more yeses than I, than I thought I would. But generally, people don't track it. So the the negative stuff outweighs the good stuff. And I and I talk to a lot of people about this in business. And I, I all the training that I run, I get people to start with. What have your wins been since the last time that we met? They struggle. They can all tell me what went wrong, but they struggle to remember the good stuff. And the good stuff is when people say yes. So we yeah. it's just ingrained into it to remember the bad stuff. Yeah, that's so interesting. And that's so true. And what so one of the things that um, we talk a lot about in relationship to go for no is how our brains are hardwired, and how we are built to avoid rejection to not get thrown out of the tribe. This goes back, you know, 1000s of years of us developing as humans. And now here we are in the 21st century. We don't need to worry about hunting and gathering on our own and getting thrown out of the tribes and, and not wanting to get rejected, but our brains haven't caught up. But to your point, and this is something that I just started thinking about recently because I've heard, heard this a lot lately, and that is the idea that we also, in addition to being hardwired with not wanting to be rejected, our brains are all also much more concerned with the negative, as you said, much more looking out for um, what could go wrong, what did go wrong, so that we learn to avoid those things. I mean, if you saw a berry out in the woods and it made you sick, you want to remember that with everything, every fiber in your being. Remember the berry that I got that made me sick, so that you don't end up eating again, uh, eating it again. So again, built into our DNA, and yet. Yeah, you don't think of it's like the good stuff. Let it go. So that's such a that's such a great question. So, talking about going for no, then, what have been some of the favorite stories that you've heard from people who've embraced this? Yeah. Um, so one of our, I guess you you'd say one of our big success stories is a guy named Ray Higdon. Um, Ray was in network marketing, um, direct sales. He has since uh, launched a training company and he's been doing that for a few years, but he heard the, he, he read the book and he decided, and, and Ray is a super achiever. He is like a monster. <laughs> he is like, he's, he's superhuman. I, I like to say, and he, but he decided, I'm just going to get 20 no's a day. And he, he said, I'm just going to, I'm going to talk to anyone who will listen. I will ask, Hey, are you just open to looking at this business opportunity? And if they say no, great, I'll move on. And he said he got 20 no's a day and he, and this is kind of the funny thing. He didn't love it. I mean, he admits, I didn't like prospecting. I wanted to do marketing. And so simultaneous to this, he was also engaged in marketing activities. He was making a video every day. You know, he was going out on social media. He knew the power of marketing, but he also knew that if he wanted fast results, that he was going to have to do some prospecting. So in his mind, instead of just doing a little prospecting, he just went crazy and did 20 no's a day. 
And within a very short period of time, he became the number one income earner in his organization based on just doing that because enough people were like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm open to, I'm interested in, in making money. I'm interested in having my own business. Yeah. I'll take a look at what you have. Um, because his, his posture was one of, Hey, I, you know, do it or don't do it, do it if you're interested, but if it's a no, that's perfectly fine. If it's not for you, perfectly fine. And, um, and, and this kind of reminds me too of something in Phil M. Jones book, exactly what to say, which is also a great book. Um, it's yeah. a, it's a great scripting word book. You've probably read it. And he, one yeah. of the things that he says is nobody wants to get rejected. He said, so, so the best rejection proof line is this might not be for you. And when you phrase something that way, this may not be for you, you automatically are saying, hey, no is okay. Uh, no is a perfectly acceptable answer. And of course, we all know that we are we have agency to say no. And yet when somebody tells us that, it's a, it's a great reinforcement. It kind of releases that pressure. So, so getting back to Ray, so he, he really is one of our big success stories. He went and went on to be that top income earner and eventually launched his own training company and has made millions and millions of dollars doing that and has helped thousands. He has thousands of people in his community and um, just super successful. So that's kind of on the results side. Um, we have had some really interesting things on the more personal side, like I remember a young woman who did a go for no challenge with us. And one of the things that we do in that go for no challenge, in addition to going for what I call, um, what Richard and I call business knows, meaning something to do with business, we also encourage people to practice um, getting personal knows. And at, at people that and it so confuses everybody when I say personal know, they think they think I mean, like, um, you know, like, uh, no, Andrea, I'm not going to do business with you. Your hair is too long. <laughs> you know, like, like something personal. No, it's not. It, it's not a personal thing. Like, I literally don't like you personally. It's um, something to do. That's uh, what what I guess you'd call kind of on the safer side. So you could go into a bakery and say, hey, could I have one of your cookies for free? And just see what they say. Uh, or you you check into a, a hotel and you say, hey, can I get a, an upgrade to a suite at no charge, no additional charge, you, right? You just ask for this. So these are personal no's that aren't directly related to your business. And this young woman um, hadn't talked to her grandfather in years. And I, I don't know all the details because she didn't share and it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but she really wanted to reach back out to him. And I guess she was just afraid of what he would say if she was going to be rejected. And so for the go for no challenge, you know, we said, get get some personal no's, just practice. So she called him and they ended up having a great conversation. And that relationship got rekindled just because she had the courage to reach out. So I think that success is measured obviously by financial success and, and all kinds of yep. results um, that way. But I've just seen some really interesting things with people um, doing, getting personal no's and even having epiphanies of why maybe they hold back um, when they start going for no and they start trying things, they realize that they, they start to break down some of those things that they thought were the reasons why they were holding back 
And they start realizing, gosh, why I was just holding myself back. I'm the only reason that I wasn't asking, not, not from fear of getting some a no from somebody else. It was just me holding me back. Yep. Have you read um, The Power of One More by Ed Milet? No, I haven't. Oh, so that's a, that's a good book. And the, the theory of it is just do one more. And mm. and so I take that sometimes and apply it to go for no. And I was like, right, can I just get one more no? Can I just get one more no? Yeah. But like you said, it's not as easy yeah. as you think because people say yes, but we don't remember those. So we always think that no is to do with rejection. But I like this has been one of my top business lessons over the last 20 years is to adopt a go for no mindset. This, mm. So the top three books that I recommend go for no. Bob Berg's Go-Giver, and Do One Thing. Those are the top three books that I recommend to everybody. And this one is the one that gets people business. If you're looking for quick wins, and most of us know, most of us have got some people, and if you're listening to this, think about it right now. Who has said no to you in the past, or you've quoted for some work, but they never went ahead? Who have you met recently that you think would be a good client? Ring them up and ask them if they're interested in doing some business and just see what happens. And if you've got enough people, write a list of these people out. It's not to be pushy. It's not to be salesy because generally in business, we help people. So we all help people fix a problem. We're not selling them something that they don't want. And people have got this preconceived idea about salespeople sometimes that they're for a lot of us, uh, sleazy used car sales people from, from when we were kids growing up. That's ingrained. That's what sales is. But it's not. We all help people fix a problem. And if we can just be of service to people and just make it easy, and it's surprising the number of times that people will say, I've been meaning to get in touch. But it's just not urgent for them, is it? Right, right. And so the question is, who who ends up winning that business? And oftentimes, I mean, Jamie, I am baffled. Here's what I'm baffled by. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. So when we first moved into our house, we just had our one yesterday, our one, our two year anniversary of the closing on this house that Richard and I live in now. And we're, we love it. We're very happy. Right when we moved in, I had the carpets cleaned. And I'm thinking to myself, why as a business owner, wouldn't you go back to all of the customers that you've serviced over the last year or two and say, hey, do you need your carpets cleaned again? Surely people clean their carpets every one or two years, right? And so it would make sense. And I'm thinking there's only two things that could be a possibility. One, the carpet cleaner just has so much business, he can't possibly contact anyone else. And I'm thinking, I doubt that because I bet you he's also spending a lot of money on marketing and social media and running ads on Facebook locally or Google AdWords to make him at the top of the search or whatever. And just unawareness um, of understanding that the people that you've done business with in the past, or maybe even haven't yet, to your point, um, is such a, it is the, they are the acres of diamonds in your own backyard that are under the soil that you don't see. And you think, 
oh, I've got to search out there. I've got to find the, the person. But what about all the people that you've met? What of all the people that you have had conversations with or, or perhaps told you no? They're, under, they're right under the soil, but we don't see them. We look for the, the new shiny object. All the time. People are always looking for new people, new connections, new networking groups to go to. All the time people are looking for new rather than nurturing what they've already got. Yes. We've talked about some of the wins that people have had. So people have had phenomenal success, like life-changing success by adopting a go-for-no strategy that has changed their financial future forever, their business, their incomes for their lives and their partners and their friends. And yet not everybody does this. But what do you, so I loved what you said there, set yourself a little challenge. And it starts with these little things, right? How many no's can I get today? And then we start to work out how many yeses we get from it. And order the book, right? Buy a copy of the book and it'll give you a nice easy read and i'd encourage you buy a copy of the book read it and then give it to somebody else andrea obviously would prefer you to tell everybody else to buy another copy but buy your <laughs> copy <and laughs> buy your copy and give it to somebody else and pass it on write your name in it and pass it on and see how many people you can get involved in this challenge and perhaps you buy it as a group that a team of you buy this book and all set yourself this and hold each other accountable with it it's easy not to do there's there's it's not rocket science, this, but it works. And you've heard from Andrea already how it's changed people's lives. And I'll bet there are people that come to you and go, I'll prove to you this doesn't work. And then in doing so, in trying to prove to you that it doesn't work, they actually have great success in business. Has that happened before? So it's really funny you'd say that too, because one of the big pushbacks, and I get it, people say to me, well, why would we want to go for no? That's ridiculous. We all want to go for yes. And um, I got into a, a back and forth and I could never, I could never seem to win. There was one person on Facebook one time and we just went back and forth and back and forth. And I said, okay, I can't win. He's like, I'm just going to keep going for yes. And the, the truth is, is that go for no and go for yes are identical. The behavior is identical right? There's, there's no difference between if I say, um, I'm going to call Jamie, and I'm going to see if Jamie will buy 100 copies of Go For No. That's what I want to do. I want to sell Jamie 100 copies of Go For No. So, um, and in my head, I'm go I want yes, I want yes from Jamie, um, and not no. Well, the calling of you or the emailing or the texting you is the same behavior, right? It's merely how you choose to think about it and the mindset you, ch you choose to place on it. And I think some people think that go for no means that we just simply want to hear no, that yes doesn't matter. Um, and this is why the subtitle of the book is so important. Yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. Yes is absolutely the destination. The difference is, is that when we say go for no, we mean don't hope and pray for no. You don't, and, and certainly don't go in for, with a bad job. I, I wouldn't call you and say, um, 
like, hey, Jamie, um, I don't really care how you're doing or what's new. Um, will you buy my book? Will you buy 100 books and send me the money now? I mean, that would be ridiculous. So I would do a great presentation, um, build rapport with you. All of those things are, are important. Um, make the ask in a polite, uh, respectful way. And hey, Jamie, I don't know if, if this is too many books for you. You may not be in the market for this many. So you make the ask the appropriate way. The difference is, is, that, is that I accept your no. I don't expect you to say no, um, but I accept it if you do. And that's, I think, the designation of go for no. So with the go for yes mindset, if I'm go for yes on Jamie, I might say, I'm going to call Jamie and I'm going to sell him this 100 books no matter what. I mean, if he says like, listen, Andrea, it's a bad time, this and that, I've got all this stuff going on. I'm going to say, oh, Jamie, I really don't care. <laughs> what do you, do you have a credit card on you? Come on. I know you've got some open to buy somewhere. Um, give me your credit card. Now that go for yes, there is, there's no room for no. Um, no is, no is, uh, you know, I don't take no for an answer. These are the bullying, pressuring tactics that have gotten salespeople yeah. in trouble for years and years. And, and so here we are today with a lot of people saying, oh, I don't want to be in sales and I don't want to look, I, I don't want to look like one, you know, those salesy salespeople. Well, it's because of those type of high pressure activities. So with the go for no mindset, it's actually we want yes, we just accept that there's a lot of no's out there. And often it's not the right time, but it often is is the right time later or if people have get more information or if you um you know stop and maybe listen to what the person is telling you and say and and problem solve with them and say oh okay well based on everything you told me why don't why don't i check back with you in next quarter and see how how things are going for you then so it's it's a it's a funny thing, um, and I've had many people uh, like to argue with me over it, <laughs> and I don't argue anymore. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. I, I remember. I'm casting my mind back now. So the book is a parable. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to share. So this is a story about Richard when he was working in a shop, and tell the story about Richard how he took a sale from a client, but then stopped at a certain point. Because I think that that's useful for people. So, so listen to this. When we get clients, I think that someone comes to us and says, okay, right, I'm ready to buy your thing. And we go, thanks very much. And we take their money and we give them the thing. But we miss out on huge opportunities. Just get, just share that story of Richard when he, he took his biggest set. Yeah. So one of the um, – one of the, the this is like kind of the foundation of go for no, which is something that when Richard told me this story, I became immediately on board. I went, wow, like my eyes completely opened to go for no. So he was selling suits for a living in a menswear store, failing pretty much, um, not doing well. And a, a customer came in one day and said, I need to buy an entire wardrobe of clothing. And so Richard proceeded to sell this man every, like everything that he laid in front of this man he bought. He sold him a suit and shirts and sport coat and slacks. And back then it came to $1,100, which was probably the equivalent of spending like $5,000 today. And 
he was waiting for his boss who watched the wholesale, his boss, Harold, to congratulate him. But Harold asked Richard this really important question. He said, out of curiosity, Richard, what did that customer say no to? And Richard thought about the sale because remember the customer had said, I want to buy all this clothes, all these clothes. And Richard thought about the wholesale and said, Harold, that customer didn't say no to anything. And then Harold asked him the really important question. He said, then how did you know he was done? And Richard had no idea how that customer was done. He had had purchased what he thought was a lot of clothes, a lot of money. And so he ended the sale for the customer and, and rang him up. So one of the core um, philosophies, and Jamie, I'm glad you brought this up, is you know, you should never be the one to end the sale. Only the customer should end the sale. And we sometimes end it early or we make assumptions about what somebody is going to decide to do or buy or what we want to show them. And then we just, we end up closing and ending the sale early. How many of us have signed up a client in the past and because we've got this preconceived idea about the most that someone might spend with us or what that person can afford. We don't give them our full offer. We're doing people a disservice sometimes because generally we solve problems for people and, and give them solutions to the challenges. We make their lives easier. We owe it to our customers to make them aware of everything that we sell. And to go back to your example of having your carpets cleaned, I'm sure you've read The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet, Chet Holmes. So he talks about a carpet, a rug cleaning business in there, and they increased their sales in their business by getting more. It's not worded like this, but this is what they did. They increased the sales across the board in their business by getting more notes. The way that they did that, for every sales rep that went out to see a client, they had a, an order form, and on it, they just said, right, I've got to ask you this. Would you like your rug cleaned? Yes. Would you like to sign up to our annual service? And every single service and product that they offered was on the checklist, and the customer had to say yes or no, and it transformed the sales in the business. And that's exactly what you're talking about, systemizing the rejection, the no's, making people aware of everything that we offer. Exactly. Um, and to go back to this, these ideas of products and services, uh, you know, referrals and reviews, there's nothing more powerful today for any business than a testimonial or review. And it could be even just um, on LinkedIn. In fact, in our go, my go for no challenge this past month, I had someone who was a somebody who had started a coaching business. Um, he was looking to coach uh, startups and people who uh, like just got venture capital money and and really new startups. But he technically didn't have any clients. So his first order of business was just to get a few testimonials from people he had done work with or done projects with in the past for his LinkedIn profile. So it was the perfect opportunity to go for no. So you've got to think outside of the box sometimes of what are the opportunities for asking? If it's if you don't have a suite of products, then there certainly are other things that you can ask for that would make a big impact on your business that would help you. And that most of the time, not only could you reciprocate to someone else, um, but a lot most of the time people are happy to do that. 
and a big one is asking people for referrals. How yes. many times do we have happy clients, happy clients that we never, at the end of it, oh, this is amazing. I love what you did for me. Thanks very much. Would you mind referring me to somebody else? Who do you think that would benefit? Who do you know that's like you that would appreciate these services? People don't ask for those introductions. It doesn't cost a penny. It doesn't cost the person. We just need a process for doing it. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I find, too, with um, with follow-up and referrals, both. Mostly, I, I, I tell people, even if it's bad, it's worth doing. Like, even if you feel awkward and you don't have the perfect scripting or the perfect language, you're better off doing it poorly than just not doing it at all. Because sometimes even the poor presentation, the stumbling awkward one, people will say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll refer you. Um, here, let, let's, let me, um, you know, put you in touch with this person. Or, yeah, I'm glad to hear from you. Thanks for following up with me even when it's done poorly. I love it. Right. I, I don't know if it's come across on the, the last 36 minutes of this. I'm a bit of a fan. I think it's a no-brainer that people do this. If if you're listening to this and you're sceptical, prove Andrea wrong. That's my challenge to you. Set yourself a go for no challenge and try and prove her wrong. And in the process of doing this, you're going to go from feeling uncomfortable to getting competent to getting good and your income is going to grow along the way. It's the simplest, easiest thing. We have all got, if you're watching this, if you listen to this, I'm holding my phone up, right? We've all got mobile phones. We've all got people in our phone we could ring. What stops us is us. It's the limiting beliefs that we have that stop us from ringing people. So start with some easy things. Like Andrea's just said there, who could you get some testimonials from? Ring some people up. And ask them, would you mind leaving me a testimony? I'm trying to build and give, you know, tell them the story why I want to grow my business. I need some more testimonies. It's an easy no or yes to get. Then move from that to the people that you would like some business from. I've got this thing I'm working on right now, and we've done this in the past. I just wondered if you'd be interested. It might not be for you, but I just wanted to ask. Um, I, I read a quote recently. In order to get good at something, we've got to get comfortable with being bad at it first. Yes, yeah. you're not going to be. Yeah, you have to. Um, you can't wait for the fear to go away and you can't wait for the confidence to go away. You build the confidence by doing the thing, right? Exactly that. Right. I love this. Uh, Andrea, you guys have a, an email newsletter, don't you? We do, yes. Um, and that's at gofornode.com. So people can sign up. It's a monthly notivation. I have been meaning to make it more frequent, but for now, it is a monthly notivation. <laughs> that's it. We're just, it's a mindset change, this. You know, if you're listening to this and you would like more business, you know, we're approaching the end of it's no, early November 2023 as we record this. This is going to come out in the next day, week or so. If you would like next year to be better than this year, if you would like next month to be better than this month, what have you got to lose by trying this? It's not going to cost you a penny. You might feel a little bit of discomfort at the start, but if you're on the phone, nobody can even see you. It's not like we're saying have Zoom calls with everybody. You're just on the end of the phone. Stand up, walk around. You're going to feel good. It's going to feel different to Zoom. As we're recording this, we're both looking at the computer. We're stuck in our chairs doing this. We can't walk around on your phone. Nobody can see you. They can't see if you blush. They can't see if you feel awkward. They can just hear your voice. It's surprising. If I go back 
10 years, 10 years ago, we used to do everything over the phone. And now people are scared of the phone. It's the biggest resource that we have. And we all carry one around with us all day long. So the people that you want to speak to are carrying around the thing that lets you speak to them. In the past, we used to have to try and catch people when they were in the office or at home. They all carry a phone with them. It's their choice whether they answer the phone or not. That's not up to you. Just ring them. Write your list out of people and ring them and see how many no's you can get. And then come back and let me and Andrea know. Andrea, I have I've wanted to do this. I started this podcast April last year. I've had you in mind as a guest on it for the last 18 months. So I'm so pleased that we've got this done. No, me, I was going to say, me too. I'm, I'm so pleased as well. This was, this was a lot of fun. Good. One parting tip from you now. So what would be the one thing that you recommend to people that you wish that they would know? Uh, well, you know, we talked about, um, we talked about some, some roadblock or we started to talk a little bit about roadblocks. So I guess my parting tip would be, you know, um, just have a, create a no awareness, just start by looking for those moments, looking for those opportunities where you say, Oh, this is a, a moment where I could ask. This is a moment I could ask for that referral, or I could ask for that review, or I could ask for, um, if they want to, uh, take a look at, and you know, a, an additional product or service, or what have you. So, create a no awareness is, is a great step. Do that for a couple of weeks, and then just start executing. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you for this.